Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, just when you thought it was safe to not hear us talk about Tetris 99, we talk some more about Tetris 99. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We have got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including some surprise DLC for Tetris 99 and Nintendo's E3 plans. Uh, And then on Thursday, we're going to be talking about Detective Pikachu with Rachel Chapman and Claire Logren from the Inside the Disney Vault podcast. But Mark, in the meantime, how are you? I'm doing so good. Yeah, so Um, good. My sleeves are rolled up. I'm ready to get into this. Yeah. Oh, it's... I, I... are you warm? Do we need to like turn on a fan? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm no, fine. You're just, you're, this is like a, a getting ready to work. Right. Yeah, sleeves. exactly. That's My good. My tie is loosened. <laughs> That's right. like a dad who's like, mm-hmm. you know, had a long day at the office, didn't yeah. get that promotion he wanted. Oh, dad. You, and you do have a, uh, like an ashtray, which is like a bunch of <laughs> cigarette butts in exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. What do dads do when they're stressed out? Um, I buy a like writer lawnmower. Uh, yeah, or like one of those really old-timey lawnmowers that's just like powered by you pushing it, mm-hmm. and it just, you know what, I've, I think I've only seen them in cartoons. Yeah. Um, you know what else Dad could do to relax? He could borrow my copy of Sonic Forces. Oh, yeah, he could. Uh, it's an easy thing to do. All you gotta do is email us with your address. Email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com, gmail.com, and uh, you get to play Sonic Forces for as long as you want. Yeah, there's nothing stressful about that. Uh, there are parts of the game that are like, nah, like exciting or uh, stressful. Uh, I think both. Mm-hmm. I remember there being some difficult boss battles. Here's the thing that's weird uh, about us loan- loaning out my copy of Sonic Forces is now I haven't played this game in like a year. Yeah, probably more than that at this Pro- point. Probably more, but like I keep putting it in other people's hands. Well, but you don't recommend it. No. Like, it's not like you're, like, endorsing it. You're not handing it off being like, this is a great game. Aren't you excited to play it? No, it's like, just... Like, we've talked about the, it's right, almost right. like uh, the VHS tape in the ring. Yeah, that's right. We you, just have to keep circulating it. it so that way you die eight days later. Is it eight days? Seven. Seven. Okay, sorry. One week. A one, solid, yeah. Uh-huh. Ah, like the Bare Naked Ladies said. Well, okay. I, it's one week, but is it is it on the eighth day that she... Uh, Samara or whatever her name was that she like shows up to kill you like do you have the full seven days sure do you have seven 24-hour periods yes in which to get rid of it like or or does it just like the sun needs to like set and raise that many times what if you get on a jet and like fly <laughs> fly west oh just sure stay, <laughs> to just like get as few uh days to actually pass right or what if you just continually stay on a jet going west yeah that's what i'm saying <laughs> you just so you just stay in the one the sun never sets mm-hmm. on the jet that you're flying around the world to escape the curse of the ring right uh great <laughs> yeah we don't know we don't know that's that's the problematic part of these this, are tough we, questions we can't give any answers right. uh you could write in with what you think the answer is uh but you don't have to <laughs> nintendo cartridge society at gmail.com <laughs> sorry I, I laughed right as uh, we were supposed to uh, go into it. 
but you know you what you get it listeners yeah you get it you know it i hope that you are all saying at Mm gmail.com with us because i feel like that's that's a fun like that's a participation point yeah it's like the rocky horror picture show at this point that's right you're throwing like tampons at the screen or i don't know it's been a long time since i've been to rocky horror (laughs) here's another thing that's a lot like rocky horror picture show Mm -hmm. we saw detective pikachu this weekend Mm -hmm. and when we went to the theater we got a packet of detective pikachu like pokemon trading cards they're not just trading cards they're playing cards that's right they're playing cards you can trade or play with them that's right uh so if you Look, uh, I have no uh, impulse control, so I opened my pack of cards in the theater. But mine is unopened. Uh, Mark and I are going to give away our packs of cards. Mm-hmm. Mine opened, Mark's not opened. In my pack, let's talk, let's talk about what these cards are. Though, yeah, let's pack. do it. So uh, I've got the Detective Pikachu, uh, the, the version of him that can take a coffee break. Right, because we know that uh, there are various versions, at least right. two. At least two. Yeah. Uh, but this is the one where he's drinking coffee. Man, does he look cute. Very cute. Uh, and then also the Jigglypuff. Those, that's a solid pack. Thank you. I can't guarantee that my pack will be as good. Uh, but it could be. Would you like our, our what are these, uh, packs of trading cards, of playing cards? You can. Uh, all you got to do is recommend our show to someone on Twitter. And then tag us in it. Yep. And for every person you recommend... We'll put you in this drawing one time. Right. So if you recommend our show to two different people, we'll put you in the drawing two times. Right. And also, like, uh, I suppose you could just be like, hey, at somebody, listen to this show, and then, uh, you know, tag us. Yeah, but don't, like, at Rihanna unless you know her. Right. If you know Rihanna, then by all means, at her. I'm saying make it like a personalized recommendation Mm -hmm. to someone. Be like, hey, I know you uh, would want to listen to this show for whatever reason. Give a reason. Don't say for whatever reason. Uh, And then we'll uh, give out these cards, and that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, And then the last thing, of course, that we are trying to do, we would like to get to 100 reviews on the uh, Apple Podcast uh, Store. So review us wherever you listen to us. Yeah, we've been getting some reviews, so thank you so much to everybody who's been leaving them. Uh, we like that a lot. Um, now, <clears throat> we've got a little bit of a debug here. Oh, oof. oof. Mark, last week, we did our 250-ish episode spectacular. Congratulations to us. Congratulations to us. I don't think we say it to ourselves enough. Congratulations to us. Um, but here's, here's what I did. Uh, I wanted both of us to have copies of these emails so mm-hmm. we could, you could read them and I could read them. Uh, and just like it's nice to have a physical piece of paper to like toss aside when you're done a real sense of accomplishment yes um so i went to kinko's to do this uh and i think kinko's ripped me off oh typical so uh putting right, you on blast fedex kinko's that's right uh fedex kinko's uh i'm calling for a listener boycott enemy of the show uh so don't go there unless you really do need something printed then like you know, it's an emergency and like you got to do it and like what other choice do you have and like if you knew someone with a printer you wouldn't be going to fedex and goes in the first right or you're not going to be home and they have to deliver a fedex <laughs> package yeah, to you yeah, like that's, mean, that's a fine that's reason fine. to go as well but otherwise boycott uh and so to make up for that uh we're, we're going to read uh one uh, one of these emails that we missed um in the first place uh per episode until we have gone through them all yeah it's like uh when disney when a disney theme park celebrates an anniversary it's like an 18 month long thing 
That's right. You know, so that's what we're doing here. That's right. So this is our 250-ish episode spectacular part two. Uh, so this <laughs> this email comes from Sean. He says, hi, Patrick and Mark. Thanks for the great content. You boys are my favorite source of Nintendo chat. So thanks a lot, and long may it continue. Uh, I'd like to know what your biggest gaming regrets are. Are there any games you missed out on or that you really wanted to play? Are there games that you wished you had uh, picked up earlier? Are there any physical games or systems that you sold uh, that uh, that you sold on and then later regretted? Um, he gives an example. He says, for me, I regret skipping the Wii era as I finally come to love the quirky system and its unique library of games. I'm sad that I didn't get to join in on the excitement around games like Skyward Sword, Super Mario Galaxy, and Xenoblade Chronicles as they were being released. Anyway, keep up the good work, Sean. Uh, I owned a lot of different DSs. Uh huh. And instead of like keeping them, I would sell the old ones and just like keep buying new ones. Yeah. And so I w- there were like some special editions I had. Like I had a Zelda special edition that was like gold and had a Triforce on it. I think it was a DS Lite. Or maybe it was a DSi, but anyways, uh, I I wish I had kept those instead yeah, of just the, like the, tossing them like out. the special edition mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, I mean, I w- only now uh, wish that I hadn't gotten rid of my Virtual Boy, um, just because that is such a specific and weird piece of like Nintendo Arcana. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I mean, other than that, like things that I missed out on, I don't really know that there are like gaming things that i missed out on that i feel like a a a regret about you know what i mean yeah i wish i had more time to play games because there's a lot of like playstation 4 games even just in the last year that i haven't picked up because i just haven't had time like i didn't play i haven't played spider-man i haven't played yeah uh, me neither like god of war uh sekiro or whatever it's called yeah sekiro yeah uh haven't picked that up red dead redemption 2 like most of like monster hunter world all the big like blockbuster ps4 games and xbox one games like i just haven't had time to pick up and so that's a little bit of a bummer yeah i mean some of that just is like feels like regular kind of fomo stuff right just like that there's something happening now and you're not like participating in yeah i mean i just can't believe that neither of us have played resident evil 7 yeah that is crazy that is that's insanity that neither of us have done that well, okay. So I think that that uh, those qualify as our gaming regrets. Uh, Sean has a PS here. He says, uh, "P.S. Mark, I'm slightly worried about Patrick's apparent Tetris 99 addiction. Have you uh, ever considered some kind of intervention?" Oh, here's here's the thing. Like, uh, one junkie doesn't recognize that another junkie's on the hook. Mark, are you ready to get into what we've been playing this week? Let's do it. Tetris 99, son! <laughs> Look, this is not our fault. What do you mean? <laughs> we try, we, we're we not the ones uh-huh. that d- surprise drop DLC no. for Tetris 99. No. But that, it, okay, so this this happened last week over the weekend. Mm-hmm. When was it? Like Friday? Yeah, Thursday something? or something. Um, that uh, a, 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 a DLC pack for uh, Tetris 99 um, that cost you 10 bucks uh came out and it includes two different sets of dlc one which is available right now and another one that'll come they say by the end of the year um and the the first pack of it uh, includes two new modes um which is the uh versus cpu mode so you're just playing against 98 computer tetris players um and a marathon mode which is just a normal board of tetris and you can play it for up to 999 lines um 
And so, so this is uh, this allows you to play Tetris 99 not online. Right. And you don't have to be a Nintendo Switch Online subscriber to buy like Tetris 99 at this point. Now. Oh, is that true? Yeah. So you can just buy it like the offline mode part of it yeah. for 10 bucks. But you don't get to participate in any of the uh, like online stuff. Right. Which is kind of the main hook of the game. Mm-hmm. But also it's just Tetris, which is uh, super great and super fun. Um, uh, along with this, they announced a new um, Tetris Maximus Cup. Um, which is going to be happening this weekend from uh, like Friday midnight in the morning all the way through the weekend. Um, and just as the previous cup, it is uh, like you're awarded points for, you know, 100 points for a first place victory, 50 points for a second place, uh, like 30 for third, and then like fourth through 10th is 20 points, and then like kind of just trickling down from there. Um, and if you score 100 points in total, in total, ever throughout the course of the weekend um you get a uh, original game boy tetris theme uh which implies that there are maybe more themes than just like the original one and this one uh this game boy one um but i tell you what i i don't have any hope of uh winning a tetris maximus cup or even uh getting in uh you know getting the reward of it but oh man, am I going to score those 100 points and get this Game Boy theme? Yeah. Uh, so for 51st to 80th place mm. in a match of Tetris 99, you get two points. So I'm thinking, you know, like 50 matches and I'm in the clear. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You can do that. I can totally do that. You can do that. Um, but so, uh, you know, Sarah and I spent some time playing uh, Tetris again this weekend. Um, one of the they did like just sort of uh, tweak the game a little bit. There are a few more like options to customizing the controls. Um, they there are more like kind of sparkle effects, just like on the on the board where you're seeing everyone else playing Tetris. Um, and the shadows of the pieces look a little bit different. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, man, what a great game. Yeah, for me, as soon as marathon mode became available, I was just like, yeah, this is actually like. This is what I want because I'm not good at Tetris 99 mm-hmm. to want to play against everybody else all the time. I just really like playing Tetris. Yeah. Yeah. And it certainly playing marathon mode uh is w- a way chiller experience than uh playing against 98 other people who just keep sending garbage at you. Um have you done the 999 lines in in marathon I mode? I have no. I I mean I have played it, but I think I got to around like 500 lines before I died. Yeah, I I maxed out at like 920 or Ooh, something wow. like that. Um and the pieces are falling so fast yeah, at that point. I mean, I don't even I can't even imagine because again, you know, like at around 520 it just became too much for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um I I uh not that long ago went back to um Tetris effect after playing Tetris 99. And I tell you what, Tetris 99 has sharpened my Tetris skills so that uh, Tetris Effect now feels like so easy <laughs> uh, that I'm like embarrassed that it, it, it ever stonewalled me. But uh, yeah, what a great game. I'm super excited to see what other modes they end up adding to it uh, in, in the future. Um, if we end up getting more themes, like that could just be something that they do with like the next uh, Tetris Maximus Cup uh, and get a new theme. That sounds so cool. I also finished the like single player story in Box Boy Box Girl. Yes. Um it was fun, but what a weird weird ending to that game when you play the single player mode. Yeah, it is never totally clear in that game what's like going on, right? Um but yeah, the like normal ending to the single player mode is like a a downer ending. <laughs> yeah. 
basically the planet gets destroyed because you didn't play with like the second person and it requires two people to like operate this drill that seems to break up the (laughs) that seems to break up the asteroid i don't know it was just weird Mm -hmm. it was just like a weird way obviously it's to encourage you to play the co-op mode but i just thought it was a weird way to end the single player experience uh we should play the co-op mode we should especially now yeah 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 for uh, sure. Uh, so I have been playing a little bit of Dragon Quest Eleven. Ooh, tell so me about this. Now, this breaks our rules a little bit because I have um, it is not out on Nintendo Switch, so I am not playing it there yet. I'm playing it on PlayStation. It was uh, 30 bucks on PlayStation 4 for uh, Golden Week. Yeah, I was really tempted to pick it up. Um, yeah, and so I was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, and I like it so far. I am very early days in it um, and have gotten through like basically just the prologue um and it may even be like an extended uh prologue at at this point um and i like the game a lot the combat is uh like pretty hands off um that you just sort of like set the tactics um and then like you control your character in like a an rpg fighting space but like you don't actually you don't swing the weapon and uh, so far i don't know that positioning means anything so i'm just sort of like running around in the field for no reason um, but it still feels like engaging. Uh, the character designs are great. Like, you know, they've, I, I don't know if this is what the experience of playing all Dragon uh, Quest games are like, but like these look like just Akira Toriyama uh, cartoons come to life, uh, which is just so much fun and so cool. Um, the one thing that I am finding to be a little bit of a bummer uh, in the early go here is that there's a lot of MIDI music in this. Oh, that's the big bummer of like the current release of the game in yes, general. Yes. Yeah. Um that that the music I mean that and then the composer's a you know, war criminal apologizer. Oh, well, great. <laughs> that part's a little bit of a bummer too. I, I look, I can separate the art from the artist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's not true. I can't do that. Um but it the, yeah, like there the like the MIDI score is like almost it feels like it doesn't fit a mm-hmm. lot of the time because everything else feels so like grandiose and big, um, and like I don't know, just some of the instrument sounds. It's like, well, I, this this is the final version of this. Yeah, the music was pretty universally derided, mm-hmm. and not just because it was all MIDI, but just that it was kind of like lazy and phoned in a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they're they're certainly just like the open world uh, theme uh, feels like too. I don't know. It's 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 got this very like. Kind of like, um, where it just it doesn't fit. It doesn't feel like I'm on an adventure or that there's any like sense of scope or anything. It's just like kind of busy music, music, right? Which is so weird because um, I feel like the music in the series previously does such a good job of that. I think the dude's also like super old. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I definitely think he's phoning it in. But I'm this really is one thing that's going to change in S. Right? Yes, I'm really excited for uh, Dragon Quest Eleven S when it comes to Switch later this year. But yeah, m- the music is one of those things, uh, which is good. And even even if it is just taking the existing tracks and like doing the orchestrated versions of them, I feel like that is enough of a fix um, for me. Uh, but like, it's a little bit of a bummer. I think I might start putting on uh, music uh, while I play, mm-hmm. which isn't ideal. But you know, uh, it's if that's a way to enjoy the game, that's a way to enjoy the game. Okay, that's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. 
Tomorrow, May 15th, is an update for the NES Switch Online. We're getting Donkey Kong Jr., Clue Clue Land, and Versus Excite Bike. Right. And if it sounds like we've told you this information before, we did. Last but, week. Well, last week, because we discovered that it was uh, going to... Are you going to play any of these, Mark? Yeah. I mean, I think the nice thing about the NES Switch Online is even when the games... I'm not super excited about the games. I still enjoy just checking them out. Like, I want to yeah. know what Versus Excite Bike is. I know what Clue Clue Land is. We played Donkey Kong Jr. together even, but I'm also excited to see what the SP version is. Oh, yeah, because there's always one SP Mm -hmm. in there. And then on Thursday, May 16th, we are getting the Castlevania Anniversary Collection from Konami, which includes the original Castlevania, Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge, Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse, and Super Castlevania 4, Castlevania The Adventure, which was a Game Boy game. Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, is a repeat of something. Oh, wait. Nope. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It's where did you uh, copy and paste this list from? Um, Curiosity. I think I got it from like an article in Polygon. So it is. It's weird that to me that no one is presenting these games. uh, The the order that they present them in is it just alphabetical? No, I think it's It's the. I think it's like the release release order. order. Is it release order in the sense that like when a Konami announced the Castlevania Anniversary Collection, they announced four. Yes, and then then like yes. Right, so there there are um, there are three NES games in here: the original Castlevania, Castlevania Two, Simon's Quest, and Castlevania Three, uh, Dracula's Curse. There are two Game Boy games in here, which are uh, uh, Castlevania: The Adventure and Castlevania Two: Belmont's Revenge. Not to be confused with Castlevania Two: Simon's Quest <laughs> on the for the NES. One Genesis game, which is the Castlevania Bloodlines. Uh, one Super Nintendo game, which is Super Castlevania 4, and one Famicom game, which is Kid Dracula. Which never came out here before. So I've never played uh, Bloodlines, the Genesis game, and obviously I've never played Kid Dracula. Or I think um, one of the Game Boy games, Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge, I don't think I've ever played. I'm excited for this. It's 20 bucks. I'm 100% picking it up. Yeah, yeah, me too. It seems like a kind of a no-brainer. I'm and also I've never played Castlevania 3. Like give it to me. Oh, I yeah. want to I, play it and try it and it's going to be great. I think you'll love it. Uh also coming out on Thursday is Darkwood, Pocket League Story and Thief Simulator. Um all right, great. Uh so those are the new releases. Uh Mark, let's close out this segment. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Uh, Mark, today we are talking about who in the Justice League... Which members of the Justice Leagues of uh, the Justice League would we be friends with? And I think we should keep ourselves honest. I think we should say like who we actually would be friends with. Although I think a separate list could be aspirationally who we would hope to be our friends, whether they like actually are our friends or not. Right? Because I mean, like maybe time to just pull this bandaid off right now. I think it would be too hard to be friends with Batman. I don't think I'd want to be friends with Batman. You like you would want to be friends with Batman, but you wouldn't want to spend any time with him, right? Right, right, right. Like you want the uh, benefits of being in good with Batman. Yeah. But I don't think you want the emotional burden of actually being his friend. And I know that sounds selfish. But look, look, you have to approach every... Uh, you you are an active participant in a friendship, okay? Right. Mm-hmm. You're not... A friendship isn't something that happens to you, okay? <laughs> you yeah, we're talking to you, Batman. Yeah, Batman. 
Um, and of course, it would be awesome to be like just have Batman's residual coolness rub off. Yeah, on me. absolutely. But uh, he he would be too hard to be friends with. I feel the same way about Superman. Okay, he kind of seems like a little bit of a bummer. He, like a bummer. I you don't. I wonder if it would just be like hard to relate to Superman. Right. I mean, that's what I mean. Like nothing would you did would ever be good enough for him. Mm. Like he he would be really nice about it. Of course. Right? Like, if you but did something cool. it would feel cool, patronizing. Exactly. Like, you know that if he came to your, like, work softball league and you right, hit, right, like, right. a, you know, a grounder, <laughs> that afterwards, and you were feeling good about it personally, because maybe you've never, like, actually connected at that. Sure. Right? And so you're feeling good about it, and he would be there, and he'd be like, oh, my gosh, that was so good. That was amazing. Right. And then you're like, did did you sneak out for 30 seconds to put out a fire on the other side of town? And he'd be like, yeah. <laughs> you know he would cop to it. Of course he would. Yeah. He's not going to lie to you. Right. So, again, nice for the residual benefits, but you don't actually, you would never be close with Superman. I feel that same way about. Well, uh, I, I, I have a, a thing I want to say next is yeah, that please. Uh, I don't, I, I get nervous around cops even when I'm not doing anything wrong. So. Like, I love Hal Jordan and mm, the Green Lanterns, mm. but I don't think I could be friends with any of the Green Lanterns. No. Yeah, and you're totally right, because it's not like we get up to any sort of, like, mischief. Right, but we, I would be nervous anyway. Yeah. Like, I just feel like one of them's going to write me a ticket for something stupid. And I also feel like they're probably going to have, like, maybe some questionable political opinions. Totally. Totally questionable political opinions. And the, the, look... Green Lanterns are going to be using acronyms around you, and oh they're not going to care that you. And they're can't going to be talking about like planets and things that you don't even know yeah, about. Yeah, so right out, right out, right out with the Green Lanterns. Yeah, who are you going to say? I was going to say Wonder Woman. Uh, again, hard to mm-hmm. relate to. Definitely hard to relate to, but she could take you to Themyscira. That's kind of cool. Actually, could she? We're men. Can we go there? <laughs> um. It, it happens. Sure, okay. But usually it's like a mistake or something goes terribly wrong. Okay, so we should maybe rule it out. Yeah, we should just rule it out. I think it would Plus, be Plus, the nice. more time we have to spend around that golden lasso where I may have to accidentally tell the truth about something. What a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want a friend having that kind of power over me. So, uh, I think I could be okay friends with the Flash. Okay, which Flash are you talking about? Oh, yeah, that's a good question because for me it's barry allen i think i could be friends with barry allen i, think I, could be I like with, barry yeah i think i could be friends with barry allen he's a good guy mm-hmm. um he'll be late for everything yeah but like you kind of forgive it a little bit sure you just kind of like build it in mm-hmm. like you know yeah like we have friends like that right now yeah we're that's just true like, that, that is true yeah <laughs> um okay so yeah i could be he friends seems pretty with chill Flash. he's mm-hmm. kind of like the spider-man of the justice league yeah, but like a more calmed down Spider-Man. Yeah. Like he's he's a Spider-Man who's not a kid. Yes. Um and yeah, he's a scientist. So like you could reap the benefits of being friends with a scientist, mm-hmm. whatever those would be. I don't know what those would be. And uh here's the thing, he's going to accidentally travel back in time and like screw up your past somehow. Yeah, but like he'll fix it eventually. That's but you may be retconned out of existence. <laughs> For a while. <laughs> oh, all right. But I've... if you're retconned out of existence, like does it even bother you? Because okay, are you even sure. aware of it? Yeah, we're all going to die someday, Mark. <laughs> I'm not saying die. I'm saying erased from history. <laughs> I don't... All right. They're both bad. Um, Aquaman. Could you be friends with Aquaman? Mm. Uh, he, he, Aquaman feels like he has anger problems. 
Yeah. And there there are a lot of different like incarnations of of Th- Aquaman. Very true. Um but I think all of them have I mean first of all they they all sort of have the same like Wonder Woman issue where you're like your world is something that I will Right, never what are we going to talk about? Yeah, and like I can't go to Atlantis. I mean I've been to SeaWorld but I bet you don't like that. He probably hates it. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, there well. we go. I guess we will never know who we would be friends with in the Justice League. Um, all right, Mark, let's get into the news. Oh, sorry, we were accompanied today. I almost did not credit. Uh, we were accompanied today by violist Christopher Lowry and oboist Lindsay Raymore. All right, let's get into the news. Nintendo has confirmed their E3 plans for June 2019. Finally. Uh, The Splatoon 2 World Championships are going to be happening on June 8th at 11 a.m. Pacific time, Mm -hmm. followed right afterwards by the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate World Championship 3-on-3 tournament. And then we're getting a Nintendo Direct on June 11th at 9 a.m., which is uh, Nintendo tradition. Mm -hmm. This is straight out of the playbook. This is when you put it on your calendar every year, the Tuesday of E3, first thing in the morning. And then right afterwards is going to be Nintendo Treehouse Live, which will kick off right after the Nintendo Direct and run for the three days of the show, um, which is also always a treat. Mm -hmm. Uh, And is uh, usually just like a a more in-depth look uh, into everything that they've already announced. Um, I don't think we've seen anything this year that would indicate, because two years ago, um, they were like anna- still announcing stuff in the the first like hour or two of the direct. Right. I mean, isn't that that's where, where Samus Returns mm-hmm. uh, came out? Yeah. Um, which is a huge, a huge announcement. Uh, so, but we we don't have it, and they and they uh, prepared everyone for that, right? That there they we, oh, we uh-huh. were told that there that was there gonna were going to be more be a going big on. Announcement. Yeah. Within the first hour of the Treehouse, we don't have anything like that this time. That's right. Uh, if you're going to be in L.A. and you're interested in seeing the Splatoon 2 World Championships or the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate World Championships, you can start lining up at 8 a.m. on June 8th outside of the theater at the Ace Hotel in downtown L.A. Hmm. If you are hoping for Discord to come to Switch, uh, you, you're not alone. Um, Discord's official Twitter account responded to a tweet asking if we'd ever see the messaging platform on Switch. Their response was, We'd love to bring Discord to the Switch, but we need Nintendo's blessing for that to happen first. Vote up the idea here, and maybe it could be a thing someday. Oh, so, Discord. Uh, we're not Discord users. No. Um, it, what, is, what is your impression of what Discord is? It's Slack, but for video games. It's Slack, games. but for video games? Yeah. Okay. Where, like, you have one account, but a bunch of, like, different channels. I mean, it's basically, like, IRC. Sure. Going way back. Yeah. Um, so, uh... Would it even be useful to have it on Switch? Like, if it's just, like, a different app that you need to, like, open on the Switch. Well, and more than that, but, like, text input, right? Unless you're in, like, handheld mode, it's Uh not that awesome. Um, But I guess maybe you can use it, and again, this is complete ignorance on my part, but you can probably use it for voice chat if you wanted to. Um, But look, you've already got the Nintendo Switch uh, online app that you can talk through. So right, you, which you, we're all you using. Well just use yeah, that. I never call Patrick. I always just, you know, you, uh, s- you send me a text that says, uh, "Meet me in Smash." <laughs> exactly. Then we both get online, right, and uh, call each other through the Nintendo Switch online app, it, assuming that our parents haven't turned off those privileges using their uh, right. Switch parental I, controls. I app. wish I had not uh, let them do that. 
Um, th- this was just a weird thing that uh, popped up on Twitter uh, over the weekend. Um, like Discord had tweeted just like a Happy Mother's Day with like a, a graphic, and then someone responded to that tweet that just said Discord for Switch when with an emoji of like the the, uh, the smiley like scratching its chin. Um, and then Discord was like, oh, I guess we'll take this opportunity to be like, yeah, we're trying to do it. Well, maybe the person who asked was trying to contact their mother. Maybe. Maybe they, they have the same relationship with their mother that you and I have with each other, and they can only talk through Discord on Switch. These are real problems that real people are having. Uh, according to Takashi Mochizuki of the Wall Street Journal, DNA and the Pokemon Company are set to release a new smartphone game by March of 2020. Um, interesting. What is that? Yeah, we don't know. I think this is the first that there's ever been a mention of it. So he shared an image that seems to have come from a DNA publicity document or like some financial release because it showed the project they had, the projects they have worked on, this unannounced project, and then um other like projects that they're working on. Yeah. So Pokemon Go was developed by Niantic. Right. But DNA has helped Nintendo out with Super Mario Run, Fire Emblem Warriors, Animal Crossing, Pocket Camp, and of course they've also just have a bunch of successful of their own games, yeah. like mobile games as well. So and the Pokemon Quest game, that was developed in by Game Freak. So I don't know. This is an interesting partnership. Yeah, and we know that this is a uh, another game and not just like a, a Pokemon app. Because there was just the uh I can't even remember, we talked about it last week now. Um, but another like app for Pokemon, mm-hmm. uh, where you would get alerted to special deals at like I- in store, um, special event Pokemon. Oh yeah, I need to go do that. I need to get my shiny. Gotta go get your shiny, Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, more Pokemon games coming to phones, I guess. Team Sonic boss Takashi Izuka recently sat down for an interview with LAD Bible to talk about the state of the studio post Sonic Mania. He stated that after Sonic Mania, he believes the team has, quote, really turned a corner towards where they all, where we all want to go, end quote. Uh, so maybe a little uh, acknowledgement from Sonic team that they needed to turn a corner? Yeah, interesting because I guess we don't really know what the next Sonic project is. There's the Sonic Team Racing coming yeah. out in a, a couple of months, but other, or maybe even like the end of this month. But oh, yeah, real than, soon, right? But other than that, we we haven't had like a, an announcement of a new Sonic game, have we? Uh, Except no. uh, then also like Mario and Sonic at the Olympics twenty twenty. Right, but that doesn't count. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, it's it it was very um Sonic, you know, it was Sonic Boom wasn't that long ago. Um, that there was like a whole push to have like a a, a new cartoon show and like a bunch of games around it. Um, and the, like that sort of like came and went. And then, like, obviously, we've had Sonic Forces, and everyone loves borrowing it from me, um, and Sonic Mania. But yeah, since then, it's been uh, kind of quiet on the Sonic front. So I wonder if they're just, like, figuring out what they really need to do um, to, you know, ha- actually make games that people want to play. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I think Sonic Mania was super well-received, but I can't imagine that they're thinking, oh, the future of Sonic is more like sonic mania this like retro style thing like that feels like that always has to be a side project yeah if anything at all because it's clearly sonic is more to them than just like the video games it's an ip that they want to create 
cartoons and comic books and all that stuff around. Yeah. And I think it's just hard to sell children on these like retro games. Yeah. I think it's the reason why the new Super Mario Brothers series exists. Because they needed to render the characters in 3D. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but I mean, you could have a game that is um, like retro in gameplay aesthetic, but not a- in graphics. I don't know. Style. I don't know if they've ever, like, because don't they well, try saying- to do that in like the 2D sections of 3D Sonic games? Yeah, and the 2D section of 3D Sonic games are pretty good. Like um, those, or uh, remember when they were doing um, Sonic was it just called Sonic the Hedgehog 4? It was like an episodic game. And they just for cell phones, up... right? No, no, no. This was like for PlayStation 3. Oh. Um, and I think they only uh, released like two episodes of it and then stopped. I thought everybody, I thought because everybody hated it. Well, they, because they messed up like the, the control. The physics? Uh, yeah, it didn't, it didn't feel right. Um, so yeah, everyone hated it because it wasn't actually like it looked new, uh, and presented itself as classic, but felt new. Um, so if they, they just need to find, I think what Sonic Mania does so well is that it just designs good levels. Um, and if, uh, Sonic team turning a corner is just them being like, oh, we need to like double down on level design. That's what's more important than whatever gimmicks we can bake into a Sonic game. I think that's good news. Uh, he also mentioned that they're not super involved with the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, only occasionally giving feedback on stuff Paramount shows them. You know what? I'm going to say if you own a video game IP, you should not do that. When you license your characters mm. or your story, you get should up in it. want to be involved. Yeah. It, it's from the, uh, the tone of the interview, he's just like, yeah, Paramount's making a movie. It's on them for uh, it to be good, which I, is true. But also, like, yeah, get up and like, protect that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in the same interview, he also said that he'd, quote, love to return to Knights. Remember Knights and remember Knights 2 for Wii? Uh, yeah. I do remember Knight, Knights for Wii and the original. What was it on, uh, like, a Saturn? Was that a Saturn Yeah, I think game? it was a Saturn game. Um, I remember being uh, just, like, seeing it on, like, a demo of it at, like, KB Blockbuster. Toys or I remember yeah. seeing it at Blockbuster. Um, and just thinking it was the coolest looking game. Um, but, you know, is uh, probably not any good, right? Yeah, I'm just going to be honest. We don't need no more Knights games. I no. can't imagine that there's more that the first two games haven't done. <laughs> there's more to be said in the Knights universe, Mark. Uh, Drinkbox Studios, which makers of Guacamelee and Severed, stealth launched Tales from Space Mutant Blobs Attack on Switch. That's uh, Drinkbox's first console game, and now it's on Switch. Um, this is a game that I've never played, even though I'm a big fan of uh, Drinkbox and their other games. Uh, so I. Well, I'm going to go and pick this one up. Did you ever play Eternal Darkness on the GameCube? Mark, I did not. I didn't either. Um, maybe you would make like a good candidate for a Holly... Uh, I was going to say Hollywood. A Hollywood special! Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood, California! <laughs> no, um, a Halloween special episode. Mm. Uh, because I think it's something, based on my understanding of it, that we would like. It's kind of like third-person survival horror-y. Mm-hmm. But one thing that makes it unique is that your actions in the game like affect the world of the game and like the characters and all that kind of stuff okay it's a pretty well-regarded game but it kind of had a stressful development it was originally planned for the n64 and ended up on the being reworked for the gamecube 
And then at the like kind of the last minute, it was originally going to be a GameCube launch title. And then at the last minute, they had to um, pull back and rework a lot of things after September 11th. So, and it didn't end up making it out until June 2002. Do we know what was reworked? Because... So, director Dennis Dyack recently spoke with IGN Unfiltered about the changes that had to be made. God, this is why we're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, so right. he says, quote, uh, It was very historically based, and we had a crusader in the game. Back then, after 9-11, there was a lot of talk about a new crusade, and lots of, like, there was anthrax going through the mail, and people were like, anything with sort of Middle Eastern content, kill this game. And so we had to rewrite it and just remove all, the, all of that stuff. There was nothing negative towards anyone. It was just a historical perspective about a fantasy game. We would have made launch of the GameCube. We were on target, but we had to rewrite several stories in the game and pull all that stuff out. That was very, very different. That was an experience. I'm really happy to say all the people at Nintendo, Awada-san, I really miss him, Miyamoto-san, those guys care about good games. I sat down with them. I flew down to Japan for all of this, and I just told them, I think this game should be made. And they're like, why? Can you do this? Can you guarantee you'll pull all this content out? We went crazy and just pulled it all out, made sure it was all safe. We had like a million lawyers look at it. It was very tough. But in the end, it worked out, and I don't think the story stuff suffered. People remember it as it was intended, so it's good. It was a good experience, but it was pretty, like I said, making video games, very hard. Especially when you decide to change a bunch of it. Yeah. Like right, right in the uh, final uh, days or weeks or months or whatever here. There was like a lot of stuff after September 11th that got changed. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, Lilo and Stitch. Have you ever seen Lilo and Stitch? Yeah. Okay, so the end of that movie was supposed to be like they're on a jet, like a 747 or something, and Stitch takes control of it. Yeah. Like basically like hijacks it. But they like reworked it and reanimated the entire thing to m- turn it into like um the big shark guys. Oh yeah, ship yeah, sure. which kind of looks like an alien-esque yeah, airplane essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah, plus a lot of people died. So like 9/11 is bad news. Yeah, all around. But I guess um it's cool I don't have a good segue to say we should play Eternal Darkness. I feel like at some point. Uh I I mean it is is this a Nintendo like first, or did they publish it, or is it just a a game that just came out on GameCube for some reason? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure if they published it. Maybe they did because I think that at some point, I mean, if he's they talking were trying to, to like, yeah, yeah. So they must have. They must have published it. Um. So yeah, if it's a a piece of Nintendo history that you and I are obviously uh, not that familiar with, maybe we should. It's uh the most far in advance we've ever planned an episode. Of this show. I know. I hope we don't forget. Oh, oh no. We also have to figure out a way to play a GameCube game. Yeah. Do you have a Wii? No. We can probably get one for cheap. I, this, this is... Uh, the Wii is starting to like boomerang in, in price. No, that can't be true. There were like 100 million of them. Yeah. Well, that, and that is still true, but uh, they're hard to come by now, I think. It's because they're you know in uh, parents' basements mm-hmm. um, and grandparents' basements all over, all over the country. Just dig them out there. And finally, this weekend will be the next Splatfest in Splatoon 2 in the U.S. and Europe. Starting Friday, March 17th at 9 p.m. Pacific time, players can choose between team teleportation and team time travel. As always, the Splatfest runs for 24 hours, so pick a side. Uh, For me, this really comes down to Splatoon 2 versus Tetris 99, right? Right. They both have tournaments going on at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I th- yeah, and I know that I'm going to have to put more time into Tetris 99 if I want to get those 100 points. And you have to get those 100 points, Mark. Yeah. So I'm going to be team Tetris 99 on this. But uh, for real, if the options are teleportation 
or time travel, like one of them seems like a pretty cool power, mm-hmm. and the other one seems like it gives you the ability to unmake the universe. Right. I'm going to choose teleportation because the other one just seems like a lot Too of responsibility. It's the yeah. same reason we can't be friends with uh, with Barry Allen, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, teleportation, man, it would be very... If you could just be anywhere... Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. That would be that'd nice. That'd be really, really nice. Also, I think Barry Allen was the one we said that we could be friends with. Also, he can also be anywhere, basically, at any oh, time. Oh, uh-huh, yes. So, good for him. And good for us because we're friends with him. We can be friends with him, Mark. All right, let's get out of the news. That's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you should share it. If you share it on Twitter, make sure you tag us, and then you'll be entered in to win our Pokemon cards, including at least one Jigglypuff. And guaranteed two Detective Pikachus. Guaranteed. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. And the show is at Nin Cart Society. That's what you need to tag if you are recommending us. Um, you should check out the cho- show's Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 You can get more of his music by going to 8 or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying don't trust the Green Lanterns. And thanks for listening. Campfire.